Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast. Episode 10, the history of online gaming, the past, the present and the future. With me, George, and as always joined by Tom, Snipe Master Pro 420, to my noob job 69. Tom, <laughs> how's it going? I'm all right, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Now the cool. question, which is the key, which goes in the silvery lock, which unlocks the rest of the show, what you've been playing? I have finally got round to downloading um, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. That's not what I was hoping that you were going to say. But tell me about Hellblade Senua's oh, Sacrifice. You were hoping for the order, were you? Look, it's... It'll get played one day. Yeah, I've just, had a, I've just had a news report from Hell that it's not freezing <laughs> over anytime soon. So, you know, Sir okay. Galahad's well safe. Right. Uh, so yeah, I downloaded it on the PlayStation Store because it was on sale from twenty four ninety nine to twelve ninety nine, which was a good bargain. It's still on there if any listeners fancy picking that up. Yeah, um, pretty impressive so far. It okay, does, um, like the perspective is third person, similar sort of view to God of War, and it's got a similar setting, Nordic mm-hmm. setting, with the Norse mythology. Um, the combat's really good, as you'd expect from Ninja Theory. They have uh, nailed it. Um, and it deals with sort of psychosis. Um, so I heard a lot of good reviews with, with people sort of saying it's um, nice that raises awareness of that. That's very cool. And it works really well. So at the start of the game, you get a warning saying uh, the game is best experience with earphones, like headset. Uh, so I plugged mine well, in I, and I've I, never, away let, I went. A question for you there, then. Yeah. Um, this is you playing this on Switch or PlayStation? Uh, this is on PlayStation. Okay. It is also available on Switch. Yes, it is. So you're playing this on PlayStation. I've never done this, but one you can just plug any 3.5 jack headphones to the bottom of your controller. Will it work like that? Is that how it works? Um, yes, you can. But mine plugs into a USB port through a, a phone jack adapter. Um, is this a legit one? Is this like a Cousin Ian Stingray affair? Or is this <laughs> like a real thing? No, it's legit. It's um, a... Uh, legitimate headset i'll not mention the brand because we don't want to do brand play tom too don't much, be do so we? ridiculous just tell the people at home this is consumer i can't even remember they've tuned That's in I've said no. oh i've exposed him <laughs> <laughs> the lies i've exposed him he doesn't even know what headset he lashes to his head on a night yeah it's just shove that on and away you go so again going back to uh hellblade um you kind of hear the voices and you in through coming through the earphones obviously in different ears to give it that sort of surround feel yes um and they're kind of like some are pointing out things you need to do in the game because there's no tutorial it kind of throws you in at the deep end don't really you can press pause and bring up the buttons like the controls um but there's not really a, a traditional tutorial so having those voices giving little hints is pretty useful and a, quite an interesting feature of the game so yeah pretty impressed so far so as far as you know i don't know how far into the show we are right now but as far as consumer advice goes your headphones are pretty good no idea what mate they are but they work quite well with <laughs> yeah sensors blade sacrifice and yeah. that you can give a, a reasonably uh, decent recommend so far yeah i'm only probably a couple of hours into it but uh yeah recommend it so can far. you see yourself finishing it or is it just yeah be... definitely no i think it's one i'll, I'll finish because not playing much else at the minute. Um, finish day's gone. Um, not allowed to talk about Overwatch. Um, 
No. Just for one week. Although yeah, you've already fluffed it because you've yeah, said it. Said the name. So that's another week's ban. Um, anyway, what have you been playing? What have I been playing, Tom? Well, we talk about not knowing what headset you're strapping on your head. I know what headset I strapped on my head this week, and it was the PSVR headset. Oh, wow. And I played Blood and Truth. And what can I say? I shouldn't have snuck up, but I did. Obviously, I should be in med bay, consigned to my my bedridden state that I am. But in PSVR, I was super soldier Ryan Marks. I could move, I could jump, I could run, I could do all these things I've not been able to do. It was like a new lease of life. It was like a new lease of life, exactly. Um, I could touch, I could feel, I could taste. I was free. And the game is an absolute joy. If you've got a headset or you're running an R in, check them out secondhand now. I'm sure they're about £120. Does that mechanical boot you've got lying on the floor, uh, is that a, a, uh, an add-on for the VR headset? That's that's my biomorphic leg. That's what I need to put on to move around. Ah. It's not, you, you found that deep down the darkest parts of the bunker, didn't you? When you're living in a Cold War bunker, Tom, they've There's got all sorts, all sorts of cutting-edge tech, tech, tech down around, here that's yeah. been forgotten about, all these different technological <laughs> dead ends that they went down. Uh, anyway, tell me more about <clears throat> Blood and Truth. The people are listening at home and they want to know more about Blood and Truth than they're doing about our bizarre lives. And Tom, Blood and Truth is a rip-roaring success from start to finish. There is some clumsy implementation. It could have been that I didn't have the lighting quite right in the room uh, on PSVR. I had a candle on. Don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Trying to set the scene. Although in the headset you can see nothing. Uh, <laughs> and Ambience. That, yeah, sometimes... Um, Again, I often say this, I don't want to beat down on the game. Sometimes the body tracking was just a little bit off. It was like where you put your gun and uh, you reload by taking a mag off your chest strap. Um, Did you do the thing that we heard about where you can chuck the magazine and then catch it with a gun or something? To be honest, Tom... Did you go on John Woo? At the minute, I'm more clumsily fumbling around dropping mags on the floor than throwing them in the air and catching them in my gun. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I am being very clumsy on it at the moment. So it's sort of Frank Spencer simulator when you're playing. Yeah, like I'll get given something, I'll look at it, and then I'll like just flick off the Z trigger at the back and it'll drop it but you can't reach down to pick it up, so you're just like awkwardly looking around while all the other NPCs are sort of talking to you, and you've just... this is You get a vape in the game, there's no surprise, I'm sure other hours really? have talked about it. Yeah, and you can... Um, in the London Heist demo... Yeah, you can you smoke, the, smoke cigarette, the cigar. Yeah. Exactly the same technology, yeah. the mic's on, there's a whistle as well in this rave, the nightclub that you go into. <laughs> uh, and it, it's just great fun. There's times where it's very tongue-in-cheek, I think you right. know that you're playing Super Army Soldier, not, you know, <laughs> whoever real Andy McNabb. It's yeah. not an Andy McNabb simulator, that's for sure. <laughs> um, and you're like Ryan Marks, is Super Army Soldier, as we call him. And you go, you get a phone call while you're in, on a mission in some desert based world. You know the kind of scenario. And you get a, a phone call saying that your father's passed away. So you go, you get picked up by your brother in a what looks to be like a Bentley Continental, the roof's down. Yeah. He's giving it all the big licks, talking about gangsters. Oh, yeah, brav, and all that sort of stuff. And then it just evolves from there, where you get revenge um, on some other gangsters. But there's some great moments. I like jumped across a street in the game and clung onto a, a drain pipe, oh, and then nice. climbed up into some bent trunking. Yeah. Uh, and that... That transition feels great. Climbing ladders in it feels great. Yeah. Uh, again, unless you've pulled a headset on and had a go, 
It just sounds it's like hard to explain, yeah. waffling, as we call it, hyperbole, Tom. <laughs> so um, have you have you finished it, or is it a short game? No, well, the yeah, I pulled the heads. I downloaded it. Yeah, put the headset on. Oh, about... download. Yeah, I know. For you. I probably will buy it as well eventually. I think because okay. it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And um, put the headset on about half eight. Yeah. Next thing I know, I think well, I better just check the time so I don't want it to be too late. Pull the headset off, midnight. Oh. Didn't good sign of a good game though. Yeah. Well, that's VR for you. You don't realise. <clears throat> yeah. You just don't um, realise. You lose all track of space and time. I think an interesting feature, I don't think it's in the game, but imagine if you had like a your watch on and you could tell, but it told you the real lifetime. That's a very clever... Any VR developers out there want to just give us gamers who are in the VR worlds that link back into the real world. Tom, we're not millionaires. And to be honest, with the second-rate sort of nonsense that we field... We probably never will be. But that <laughs> is a first-rate, grade-A idea. And if anyone wants to cash in on that, well, it's not my idea to sell. So Tom's just frankly yeah, giving um, it away at get, this Bring point. your checkbooks and uh, we'll discuss. Tom, not only have we cleaned the kitchen this week, we've also scoured the green screen. We have. The very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up, Tom, you're known for being fashionably late. But you make Ryo Hazuki look just terrible. <laughs> We've been waiting for him for so long. We left him in a cave, Tom. How many years ago? Somewhere was that? in China, many, many years ago. The much hyped and talked of Shenmue 3 is being delayed again. This came by the way of Yu Suzuki and publisher Deep Silver. They've delayed it again until November 19th to add much needed polish. One way of looking at that, Tom, is it gives us longer to finish the Shenmue remaster on Xbox One or PS4. What do you feel about that game? Are we ever going to get it? Oh, I like with it being a short. Well, it's still a delay, but it's a shorter delay. Usually, when it's like that, they do get released. We've I just, I just thought of a really a horrible troll that Yu Suzuki might do. Maybe yeah. he'll delay it for another sort of five years. Just keeps delaying it, <laughs> and then when the game comes out, it's actually you know where the discs disc are. It's going to be the Phoenix Mirror. Yeah. And then you turn it over and it's just a blank CD and it just says fooled you. <laughs> it's like, finally, you get your hands on the Phoenix Mirror. Yeah. We're um, never going to see that game. Oh, we will. I, I think it's too to. far along when we last When we saw that last trailer, though, I was a little concerned. Mm, when you put it up against some of the other stuff, it does look a bit wonky, doesn't it? It's looking... But it is a crowdfunded game. It looks like a great Shenmue game. Yeah. I wonder how like the the format of that game is, or, or those two games in this third one is going to hold up with like current gameplay mm. um, ideas in in the well, you know, titles now games from that era. Even even I played recently Yuzuki Kiwami, didn't I? One, yeah, that felt stilted, mm. and I think that the. I- Shemmy feels stilted to the to a new gamer. I don't think they get past ten minutes. No, I I haven't visited the remasters. I think you have you played them yet? I've got it. I just haven't got around yeah. to playing it. Yeah, um, I'm a bit concerned. I think they'll feel dated. The story's mm. still fantastic. Yeah, and the setting's brilliant. I th- I think I, I'm going to play three, whether it gets a one out of ten, but well. It'll be interesting to see uh, what it's actually like. 
Is it going to... I don't know. Is he going to troll us again at the end? Are we going to have to wait for a four? He did mention that he didn't think that he'd be able to get it all done in three. Oh, really? On that news, Tom, we need a hero. Someone fetch the bat signal. Oh, hang on. I don't think we paid the electric bill. Tom, what's this all about? Ah, well, so this means that Rocksteady have yet again announced they're not going to be at E3 this year. Um, Sefton Hill of Rocksteady tweeted, A number of you asked, so we wanted to let you all know up front that Rocksteady Games won't be shown at E3 this year. We will be watching as fans, but remaining in London. Hard at work on our next project. We hope you enjoy the show. So... Tom, what are they working on? I've never heard a company get given all these different titles that they're working on. Superhero this, Superhero A, Superman game, Flash game, Aquaman game. I think there's a lot of uh, know, fan theories out there, isn't there? What's going um, on? Justice League game? You're talking four years development for whatever they're working on, roughly. Teenage uh, Mutant Ninja Turtle game? I mean, that's what I'd want. That's what I want. I'd I didn't want think you were going to say I'd that. I want that more than Justice League. I think that I'd want TMNT or Flash. Mm, Flash would transition well into a game, I think. Superman, I just don't know how they. How they We've talked do about it. this before. Yeah, Markham gets his gas. Yeah, I mean Metropolis gets some gas. Kryptonite gas. It's weak, and I know it's in Superman. <laughs> and I know it's in Superman sixty four. But tell me what else you can do with this guy. Um, yeah, I mean the other ideas. Actually, I'll tell you there. what. There is a game called Shadow of Acropolis on PS2, a Superman game, which I, for some reason, found in a stack of games that I've got. I will play that and let you know if it's good or bad. Okay. That's the sort of thing I do. You want to know if 24 is any good? I'm going to put my neck on the line. No, it isn't. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Um, you, you know, what else? Alpha Protocol. Go, I put my neck on the line. That's go, worth a play. Going back to the Rocksteady thing, what do you think they're working on? Final thought. Oh, I've talked about it. I mean, I don't know what they're working on. My dream is that it's TMNT. Okay, that's it. Yeah. I think we're both of the opinion. Or Flash. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is up there. For, if that's done right... If that's, I don't know where that room has come from, but look, it's probably... A if that's done in the style of the 1990s live-action movies... Or movie, the first one. Oh, that'd be brilliant. I will, I will sell my firstborn on the internet. Okay, twice. So moving on. Well, Tom, you're in your Batman onesie this week, but like a good superhero, you can slip straight out of that. And thank goodness, listeners, he's wearing a Super Mario onesie underneath. Oh no, <laughs> my mistake. It's Pikachu. Got to catch them all. <laughs> Electrify me with this next bit of news, Tom. Sword and Shield evolves to its final form on the 15th of November 2019. So we got a release date from uh, the small Pokemon Nintendo Direct um, and it's featured some new gameplay footage uh, and hit us with the release date again of 15th of November 2019. As we build towards the release of that. Yeah. Uh, Quarters three and four, Tom. Post E3, I think, are going to be looking like a very busy place to inhabit. Yeah, it's slowly building up as usual, isn't it? They've all saved all the games for the end of the year. Question, Tom. Moving on. Yes. Last night, I got wet in my sleep. Now, I thought it was your tears, uh, another (laughs) whooping on a variety of wrestling games that you choose as your medium of destruction. But no... It was a drop from the ceiling. We've got a leak in the bunker. 
Good job. Irvin Miller from Amish County Roofing got in touch, Tom. Camp Road, Northwest Beach City, Ohio. Get in touch with Irvin Miller on info at amishcountryroofing.com. They are the proud sponsor of our last news spot, Tom. The Upload VR announcement for E3. So, um, we've got 30 plus titles of uh, the VR variety um, and they're all going to be on the different VR formats, um, including your favourites, PSVR, Vive and Oculus Rift. And Um, all the other players in the game. ABC headset, that one you can get from the petrol station for (laughs) your mobile. The cardboard one. Yeah, possibly. Um, It will be 60 minutes long and airs on June the 10th, 2019, 9am Pacific time, 12pm Eastern and 5pm British Sea Time. That's fantastic. Well, I'm excited for some new announcements in the world of VR. I think well, it's, it's all good gone a little bit quiet after State of Play. Yeah, it seems like people are still really invested in the idea. Um, I think well, it can only get better as well. I, I plumped down money on a title this week and I was, I'm was i thrilled with it. A friend of mine was showing me um, VR racing game. I can't remember what it's called, but like... I, he was sort of showing me on his phone. I briefly glimpsed over, and I was like, "Are you watching like the Le Mans or like F one or something?" Yeah. Like the, the view and out of the cockpit and the like, the reflection from the visor and yeah, they're looking pretty like ultra realistic now. Yeah. Well, that, as we transition to the next generation of consoles, I think they'll get even better. Yeah, um, and especially with with. Um, with the racing games, it can give you that sense of actually being in the car or the vehicle. When it's and... done right, a la Dirt Rally, it's incredible. <clears throat> when it's done wrong, a la Drive Club VR, it's, uh, oh, Tom, great. it's a terrible experience. I think we talk about trapping people in a room and torturing tr- through the medium of a game. I think Drive Club VR would, would kill plumbing. someone that's unkillable, Tom. Mumra. Terminator. Terminator Robocop is he classes he can be killed can't he Um, they've all got their weaknesses they all have I think that rounds out the news this week Tom (coughs) don't forget though if your roof's leaking or it's in a sorry state don't forget you can call the Miller team that's right a great bunch of lads a great bunch of lads (laughs) Amish country roofing hit him up Info at amishcountryroofing.com. Tom. Are there, are there any... We're not doing any discounts with that one, are we, this week? Listen. Irv, Irvin said, like... Get Irvin on the phone. 100 nails for the price of... Don't uh, promise anything. 50. You can't deliver. Irvin said to me <laughs> he would do a good job. Well, what more? The word of an Amish man. What more can we ever possibly ever want, Tom? You're... So the question is, Tom... Did we miss anything? Do the listeners have an opinion or a take on the news that we may have missed? If so, Tom, tell me. Has Mumsy helped you with a little rhyme this week? <laughs> How do the fans get in touch with us? Uh, you can reach us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. Yeah. Uh, or direct messages on Instagram or Twitter. That's not quite the rhyme. I'm sure it adds <laughs> such a proud big boy <laughs> in it but there you go uh, if the fans are going to get in touch with us Tom we implore them to and this week the history of online gaming the past the present and the future feature 
See what I've done there? It was a mouthful, but it got out in the end. This week's feature is a discussion not only about the history of online gaming, but as always, we reached out to the listeners, and they reached back. So interwoven into our discussion, we will bring in prominent thoughts or questions by you guys. So where do we start? We have to admit, listeners, the Genesis moment is hard to pin down. Pull on your deer stalkers and grab a magnifying glass, because we're going to pay a visit to the University of Illinois. So, we're here. It's here early in the 1970s at the university and a company called Control Data Corporation, working off the back of the groundbreaking work of Xerox Park, a research arm of Xerox. Are we saying that right? Tom, you can say Xerox. I would say Xerox. Xerox sounds... Now that sounds like a company you've heard of. It does. (laughs) Um, They laid down the Plato timesharing system. This allowed students in different locations to receive real-time lessons. But you know what students are like. As soon as the teacher's backs were turned, they were creating multiplayer game versions of dungeon crawlers, tank combat simulators, space battles, you name it. And it allowed up for 32 players. That's right, Tom. Wow. You heard it here first. Battle Royale. This was Lampi before they even knew it was. Yeah, well, the thing about this, and I, you know... We were digging around, weren't we, on the green screen, and we are trying to unearth information about, as we always try and do, listeners, we try and yeah, find the... We want facts. Where's the start fact for this story? So we dug back, and the consensus seems to be, although it wouldn't be classed as online, as in, you know, we're playing with someone in America, over, and yeah, we're in Britain, and someone's in France, and we're in New Zealand, or wherever and however it is, this was like the first iterations of... Uh, a LAN, really, or a, a web on a small scale. And those little scallywags playing all Star Trek games and Dungeons and Dragons and all the good <laughs> stuff. Now, they must have felt like cutting-edge beatniks in the 70s, Tom. Can you imagine what other games are out there? Because I went and looked at some of these games, and I have to admit, although some of them are wireframe and a bit wonky-looking, for early 1970s, 1972 as an example, those games look like they're coming out on Xbox Scarlet, for God's sake. Yeah. But this cutting-edge stuff didn't really take off. Um, as the light begins to fade, the world really needed a, a proper way to connect everybody. And that sounds like a great idea. Tom, bam, the World Wide Web. But let's put the brakes on there for a minute. Because I grew up in a time, and you grew up in a time, where this thing that we all take for granted now, this instant knowledge bank, this, go and have a look at that on YouTube, it didn't... It didn't even exist. The concept wasn't one that we had access to. Yeah. And how our lives have changed. Now you wouldn't think about getting a game unless it had a, you know, you could get a game, it's wonky, it's broken, you can get a patch. Oh, I know. You know, you're lonely, Madness. you haven't got any friends, you can go online and all of a sudden you've got four million people to play with. Yeah. It's... Imagine explaining to someone that, that that's not even an even idea. Like you'd have to go get your favourite games magazines, read the review or, or, or read the news. Great example. Not really any ideas of when that game's out as well. And now it's just... I'd argue maybe we have too much information now and it's just it takes away a bit of the, the mystique. The 24-hour news society that we live in. Yeah, I mean, no, but exactly. the thing is, though, when you get bored for five seconds, what do you do? You pull <laughs> your phone out of your pocket, don't you? Yeah. What's the next thing you do? You go and look at something about gaming. Yeah. Or listen to this great podcast. As I say, Tom, you're part of the problem. So anyway, Tom, pulling you back on topic, 
reining those, pulling those reins in. As always, you are part of the problem. You never fully commit, Mr. <laughs> Lettuce, Mr. 70%, hang on, I mean 85. <laughs> Mr. I think Sony might be maybe possibly at E3. We get distracted. Bam. What we needed was a way to play together. And out of this miraculous pile, the World Wide Web. Let's leave behind Illinois and travel forward slightly to 1995, and the internet has been completely commercialised. What started as an American military experiment, goodness knows they'd shudder if they knew it would be a home to a million cat videos, <laughs> and that's keeping it PG podcast, because <laughs> there's all sorts of other things out there that there even the green is. screen tends to turn its eyes up at and turn the other way. Still, we aren't here to talk about the rights and wrongs of the internet. We're here to talk about games. So, in those early days, it was all um, dial-up internet, getting disconnected. If you got a call, or if uh, Mumsy's in need of uh, speaking to Aunt Gladys, your latest, latest online campaign uh, will be reduced to dust. Yeah, scary times they were. Oh, Tom, and, and you know, that whole thing of... Uh, <laughs> Being on your hands and knees and in in a cupboard that's built for probably someone a lot smaller than us, you've actually managed to cram yourself, Mumsy, a dial-up <laughs> modem and an Ethernet cable hanging out the back of whatever gaming machine you've got at the time. She's scratching her head. You're both trying to pin foil to somewhere to make the signal get better. You jam the Ethernet lead in, in the wrong wire. You've stuck it up the yin-yang. But eventually, you, Mumsy, or whatever family relative you had at the time to navigate you through the early days of connecting to the internet, you ended up being successful. It was a little yeah. bit like one of those little kiddie games, you know, put the square block in the square hole. <laughs> After you've stopped trying to get the square in the circle, things start to flow a little bit better. And you got online. Now, these early days are dominated by PC gaming, with Doom and Quake leading the charge for the SPF titles. But in these early days as well, Tom... Those flight simulators proved and continue to be so very popular, with virtual skies full of aviators, dogfighting or just hauling a 737 from London to Bangkok. Yeah, um, going back to, to Doom and Quake and games such as that, I do remember like uh, a cousin having a, uh, a LAN party and all these cables and different monitors everywhere. I was just amazed. Was this the cousin I think it is? Uh, possibly, yeah. uh, possibly, <laughs> and there was just cables just everywhere. And what game was said cousin playing? It was. It would have probably been Doom or Command and Conquer or something like that. A land party for that. Yeah, that's cutting edge. Um, I was just amazed how they could all play against each other. Yet they had their their sort of own screen compared to like us playing Streets of Rage. This is what I'm trying to explain to that. Hopefully yeah. some of our listeners will know exactly what we're talking about. Absolutely. Let, yeah. For an example though, let's take Devin Zilla. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know about the world pre-internet and we're trying to yeah. clue him in. Devin Zilla doesn't know about no Google. That's weird. Isn't you know, Daddy Zilla's about, trying to help him yeah. out here, but you know, he can't even comprehend what you're trying to tell him. No internet. Like what? What are you saying? Mm. Um, I hear he's been uh, attending the uh, Taekwondo lessons Has down it? at the Village Hall, Tom, which yeah. uh, you've been attending as well. So I have. Maybe he might slap you in a, a Red Dragon hold or something like that. Or a Red Dragon punch. Well, we'll find out, won't we? We will. So we've talked about... Tom, did you ever get any access to some online, early online flying games, or is it just me 
solo no. flying in the dog fights above the virtual no the virtual I, I, land. I didn't get into online gaming for a while so which we'll get to and uh, uh, further e- on in this show but I'm um, eager and excited to find out more well with that put to bed Tom we won't labour on it too much what about the consoles well as always out there on the very bright burning edge <laughs> of what's acceptable the Sega yeah. And goodness only knows, they had a, a Sega channel, Tom. They're experimenting in the days of the Sega Mega Drive with offering downloadable games. I never knew that. Can you believe that? I cannot. Uh, some of their biggest hits, some games specifically designed for the Sega channel. Uh, there's some, if you want to have a look at some of the, vi- uh, the video games that are available through the Sega channel, there's uh, plenty of videos available on YouTube. And if you want to pick out a particularly good one, uh, there's a, a YouTuber called Kim Justice, interesting yeah. chap, followed him for a long time. He did a, a couple of Sega Channel videos, some of the games. I remember it being quite quirky and interesting to look at. So if you want to go learn I more about I'll the Sega Channel, have a look at that. check out Kim Justice. Um, so um, they they moved on. Uh, yeah, obviously well, we had the Saturn, but then came the Sega Dreamcast. Two attempts, but then third time Lucky Tom. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they one's going to be using that as a way of describing the Dreamcast. <laughs> yeah, so the Sega Dreamcast uh, we have discussed before uh, in a in a sort of retrospective review in an of the episode machine. totally dedicated to the Dreamcast. Um, which, Tom, hang on a minute. Let's take a moment because we can take a wander down Internet Street. Now you just talked about going and checking out the last episode. They can do that through the podcast, but they can also do it through YouTube, Tom. Yeah. What we so like to see is the Dave channel of the podcast. Yeah. Playing it's a lazy Sunday afternoon. You go check out the you repeats binge, on Dave. binge guy. watch all nine episodes. And, um, and Tom, just so you heard it first, they've all been converted. You know, everyone in the business is talking about ray tracing. Yes. All right. These have all been converted using the stingray tracing <laughs> method. Okay, what he does is meticulously is that hand, 10K? hand traces drawings <laughs> over and then puts them in the video. Awesome! If you see them, if you imagine he's coloured those by hand, this thing looks incredible. I don't quite know how he's going to do Irvin Miller from Amish Country Roofing, Tom, <laughs> but he's going to have a damn good go. He will. Uh, so that's where you can find a repository of all things audio and visual on YouTube. Let's just say they like to just have things pour in their ears and they like to use their eyes for other things like driving or <laughs> writing or being at the gym or... Hang on a minute. What type... Let's just or imagine... playing online games. Let's just play a game. Let's imagine you're a listener. It's Wednesday. You're super keen. It's about 11 o'clock. You're listening through iOS. You're listening through your Apple Watch, actually. And you look down and you think, are those guys talking about me? We are talking about you. Subscribe, listen, tell a friend, join the conversation. Yeah, please please leave us some comments uh, on the YouTube videos as well. Any feedback you've got is really appreciated. We want to know. And and Tom, we're a little ashamed to say, all right, in YouTube, it's kind of like you've got to show what you've got. You go in the showers, the towel comes off. (laughs) Everyone knows what subscribers you've got on there. We should maybe push this harder because, Tom, they're rookie numbers. We've got to get those numbers up. You've got to get those numbers up. Um, yes, in the words of Matthew McConaughey, um, we definitely have to get those numbers up. So we really want to hear back from you what you like about the show. We've reached episode 10. 
So we really well, want to know just. what you enjoy and what you don't. Be as brutal as you like. It, it's going to make us hopefully make a better show in the future. Um, yeah, please just, uh, as George says, subscribe, and, view, and, and we've comment. just passed the turn in on the motorway called self-indulgence, so we're going to indicate off and get back on with the feature. Tom, get back to it. That Dreamcast <coughs> came yeah, in a box. What was did. plugged on the side of that? Uh it came bundled out of the box with uh, modern things. A modem. I These know. things were plug and play from the get-go. That's that's mad, isn't it? Well, we say they were, but we've already talked about the quest with Mumsy under the cupboard with the wire yeah. and, and, and no at idea time, which way to go. At the but time, there wasn't anything else doing that. So there was nothing else doing cutting that. Cutting edge. And I tell you what, when I got my Dreamcast at launch... The magazine talked about this modem thing, and I kind of looked at it as it was like a, yeah, like I'll ever use that. You know, at the time, a lot of consoles had the flaps underneath and ports on the side, and yeah. like you were like always opening it up and reading the warning labels. And <laughs> the, the, the Dreamcast had this modem on the side, and I just viewed it as one of those redundant flaps. Right, that, okay. That was until, you know... Straight out the bag, Tom. We're talking about great online games. NFL 2K1 for our American cousins. Yep. Choo Choo Rocket. Quake. And how can we forget the immortal Fantasy Star Online? Um, also, online features for a host of other games, including Shemu, Metropolis Street Racer, Sonic, and many more. And at this moment, I feel it's probably the right time to say... Vix Retro Games, and that's a new name to the show. So, hello, Vix Retro Games. Hey. Thanks for getting in contact. Thank you for listening, and please continue to do so. We're not begging you, but we're asking very nicely, please stay. Yes. <laughs> Play uh, with all of us here at the Unofficial Controller Podcast. He says he was late to the party, very much like yourself, Tom, but the first game he ever played online was Fantasy Star Online. And wow, it blew my mind. Also, being able to download DLC stuff was awesome, like all the Sonic Adventure holiday stuff. So there was DLC on the Dreamcast? Tom, there was DLC on the Dreamcast. Free? Well, it must have been, because I don't think there'd have been a way of... I think it was. Yeah, I do. Sort of I don't remember... Again, I was in the ecosystem. I was online. Online! Um, but, um, again, I don't remember, really. I used the Shenmue Passport. I used the Sonic Chow. I used... Obviously, Fantasy Star Online. I did a little bit of Quake, I have to admit, online. An online the, shooter. The main... I had a, the keyboard, I had a keyboard and a, and a Dreamcast <coughs> mouse for that. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. They, That's where the Dreamcast cutting edge. Of the show, cutting edge. You will know he's not a fan of the online shooter, so but this is... At, at the time... Anyway, we get distracted. Fantasy Star Online, as Vic's Retro Games say... It blew my mind as much as it did his, and I spent many hours. Again, in the Dreamcast feature, we dived deep, but I had a little friend on there, um, Uta Revson, Nosferatu backwards. We've talked about that. And me and him spent hours and hours with our little Dreamcast keyboards chatting and going on raids, <laughs> and oh, what a great game. I mean, I, I don't know if it is how it will have aged retrospectively. I think I don't actually want to brush it off. I've... I popped it in the Dreamcast not that long ago, to be honest, and had a single-player run-through, and it was dull as dishwater. But sadly, as Sega's forward momentum slowed, the console was discontinued. Once again, just a little bit too late for Sega, but we love you for it. 
and we miss you. God loves Sega. a trier. I mean, I, you know, what this industry could do with right now is a little bit of Sega. It could. It could do, couldn't it? Uh, so. so that was that all buttoned up, Tom. You had a Dreamcast, but you never got it online. No, I think I'd, it may have even been... Are they still online now? Yeah. If you have one. Again, we, we did I'm glad that, that yes. you were you've listened in because you damn <laughs> damn as hell weren't on it at this rate. The Dreamcast special, where he talked about it's much more and his attempts to keep people online yeah. via a Raspberry Pi modem. I do remember now. You read Mumsy's transcript. <laughs> <laughs> she tucked you in bed with the I transcript. I just had a light of reading episode. of the script that week. A light reading of the script. Who read you it? Um a good friend of mine, Ian Sir McKellen, Ian McKellen um, <laughs> recently um, did a Blackpool Illuminations switch on for him. For him or with for him? him? Well, he he wanted to go, but he was uh, too busy portraying uh, Gandalf in a stage play. Do you know, Tom, I shudder in fear that this video games news show just ends up being some bizarre Waffle. proper... Prop up video for your struggling celebrity status. Yes, Z Lister for the well, luckily, and sisters. Put the rusks down, put the ambitions aside. Tom, we're entering your era. Here, PS2 and Xbox picked up the mantle, and Microsoft picked it up fastest and ran with it. And we've got a comment here from Radbash Gaming, and he's kind of illuminating the, I think, what was probably the main point with the PS2's online scenario. He says that he tried to get the PS2 online and it didn't work very well, but had more luck with the Xbox original, but it froze a lot. Now, that OG mm. Xbox, it was quite bold, wasn't it? Again, like yeah. the Dreamcast, I flipped this console around. Oh, hello, what's this? This is a modem. Mm. You know, head yeah. scratch, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But it was broadband straight out of the box, so there was no dial-up. It was none of that pesky internet nonsense. It was straight in and on. Project Gotham utilising it and other things like that, Tom. They were they were good days, weren't they? Xbox Live. We look back yeah. at it now, and it's synonymous with trash talking kids, long yeah. and often vulgar gamer tags, clans, <laughs> and the games. You know the names that are synonymous with the with the console: Halo, Battlefield, and Call of Duty. Yeah. Well, love it or hate it, Call of Duty bridged the gap from then to now, especially for the mainstream. It's online modes and entertaining thousands of fresh combatants and seasoned veterans minute by minute. Tons of virtual bullets, airstrikes and dog attacks lie in a virtual pile that would reach the sun and make even Kim Jong-un feel happy. Tom, <laughs> I don't know where you get this from, <laughs> but that is quality. If you just imagine how many games that we played on COD uh, and we weren't what I would call hardcore. No. Just for a moment, imagine the physicality. If every online bullet fired in COD, every airstrike, every weapon piled up, that would be an unbelievable amount of weaponry and bullet yeah. and rounds expended, wouldn't it? That would be... Uh, just imagine how many mil... In fact, I'm going to chuck it out there, Tom. Trillions. Billions, trillions, quadrillions of bullets Easy. have been fired online. Yeah. In fact, Tom, if we were a serious games news show, we might have actually tried to do some maths to figure out how many bullets. But let's just surmise the, and the say calculator down here tons of virtual off. bullets and airstrikes <laughs> and dog attacks. Yeah, so Call of Duty, when that came along, it really did open up. It did. I mean, what was the first one that we had online? Call of Duty 2? 
kind of half played with that a little bit, if I remember. I think it was three had the first like, three, very basic online well, shooting I elements. Think two did have it, and I think we went all in so on let's, three. So let's go back for a little memory for us. Oh. Venturing into Asda. The 360's not been out that long. No. And we're look, we're desperate for some new titles after the, the sort of launch hype. Some great games, as we've discussed, for the 360. Yeah. On launch, but we were ready for some new ones. So we wandered down to Asda. <laughs> got the shopping trolley. Yes. And lo and behold, when we got down to the games counter, there was another person buying Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter. Oh. He was decked in skate trousers with a he, he with was, a, he with was a, a slightly with more... a lanyard chain on his wallet. Uh, he was a portly gentleman. I was going to say with, we remember with a, him being quite a, a, and a, you know that feature we always remember of him. The hair panzer hat. The hair panzer hat. He the had military the, hat. The German military hat. Um, and he looked very excited to see us also picking up Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter and also Fight Night as well. Yes, uh, yes. Good, good little boxing game, that. And he um, had a Rustler's Burger and did, some Monsters Energy His trolley drink, was uh, loaded with all sorts of gamer snacks that are all now the... uh, everyday... Meals. Uh, meals for for a lot of the gaming community, um, <laughs> energy drinks and rustlers all around. Um, so he came up to us and was very excited to say, "Are we getting Ghost Recon and can we play online together?" And we just looked. We didn't even know what like he was talking he was about, really. Did like we? some Oliver Twist character pulling on a shirt, um, ready to bat he, him he, away. No, and... Tom, I think he was more faking. Probably trying, say, to recruit trying to lure to, us in. Yeah, little, his the gang. artful Dodger and Oliver yeah. into his team. That's exactly what he'd have been barking commands down that mic. To be fair, he didn't look like a guy who had many friends on or offline. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did he? Bless him. We wish him well if he's out there. Probably, Still... unfortunately, now he's probably our number one fan and compiling some sort yeah. of vicious hate campaign to bring us off the internet. And telling us how we should watch his video, 360 No Scopes 5000. <laughs> um... <laughs> There's anyway, the... so he, he he questioned us and said, "Are we going to play online?" And we were like, mm, "We don't really, we don't got online for our Xbox 360s." No, and we're country. He boys. looked at us shocked, and um, we we started to then question ourselves, didn't we? Saying, "Are we missing out on yeah, something?" Yeah, we started to investigate, didn't we? Yeah. Um, so that kind of led us into probably Call of Duty. Yeah, um, and I think we started with Call of Duty two, but I think we went all in on Call of Duty three. Yeah, and we then, definitely and then um, and then the modern warfare set in. To me, that modern warfare Call of Duty is is a pinnacle of online gaming in a way. Wow, Tom, that's bold. Yeah, I've, I played the remaster recently as well, and it still holds up really well. They're, they're sm- like basic maps. Yeah, nothing too fla- flashy. Sort of um, three kill streaks to to get. Um, no like over the top running at walls and doing Halo style jumps save the Halo jumps for Halo it's true people want the gritty like realistic modern shooter like the war shooter and uh, they definitely nailed it with Modern Warfare didn't they they did but Tom all that death all that carnage but no oppression here through the fog of war friendships were formed friendly and not so friendly (laughs) oppositions grew up now, we, we all stumbled into the odd screaming kid that was going to do yeah. all sorts of profane things to I our think parents. It, it really shocked me how uh, how many parents were probably letting well, like, the, their the, young children the play thing, One thing Call I want to talk about here, and it's something that probably 
I, I know I'm not fully invested online like I used to be, but back in the era of the brown shooters, back in the heyday of the Xbox 360 and the PS3, yeah, and we were all playing these realistic World War, World War, World War Three, modern warfare, World yeah. War Two shooters, military shooting games. Mm-hmm. We uh, we all used headsets, every single one of us, yeah. from the twelve-year-old crit kid to the 45-year-old, 50-year-old guy who's playing it as well. Everyone had a mic. No one muted. Everyone trash-talked and said things to each other. Yeah, and, and I, I and think a lot of the... up in conversation. Yeah, and one the, lobby, they, the lobbies were just open, weren't they? Yeah. So there was no, like... And you could meet people and have interesting conversations, if you're lucky, <laughs> you know, with yeah. people all over the world, and get a good match going with someone that you've, you've never met before, but who's got a mic, and you start, like forming a cohesive unit it's one of the greatest feelings but that that's gone no one mics up anymore Tom well I do but that's because I've got the camera by default and therefore I'm always mic'd up but I think now there's a lot more options because people have built those friendships over the years and they we just stick to our little groups and we have lobby party lobby chats and um private chat and it, it's a lot easier to cut out the the griefers the um, although we still haven't quite found out how to do that on Red Dead, have we? No. Well, Tom, do you think this is a point in time to bring in um, Sir Doyle Dono, yeah. loyal fan of the show, keen listener, just like you could? He messaged in. I'm happy where online's headed now, specifically for AAA games. I feel uh, trending towards more story and narrative-based games... Um, developers are supporting more co-op play into the main game or constructing story missions, specifically multiplayer modes, a la Rockstar, Portal 2, Monster Hunter, etc. As someone who gradually grew out of competitive online play and focuses on story, on game story mode, these are trends I'm excited about. So that's Sir Doyle Dono there, loyal listener, loyal fan of the show, Tom. He makes some interesting points there. Feels games are trend, tending to trend towards more story narrative based games, even online games getting story modes specifically based around the multiplayer element of the game. That's quite cool, huh? I think yeah, I think that's very true. Um, Monster Hunter there is a good good one to look at. Well, he's uh, we, he's mentioned both, of Rockstar and the Red Dead Online world. I know I've barred yeah. you from mentioning the game, but go on. Um, We'll, we'll drop back to Rockstar in a sec. Um, we both played Monster Hunter, uh, Monster Hunter World, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, um, yeah, we quite enjoyed that. It it felt like you're you're almost playing couch co-op with with a, a good friend playing yeah, through that's this true, new actually. It did this have that new line. like um, open. Well, it's not fully open world. Well, I'm I'm going to go out there. I think that game. I enjoyed that game. I think I should have put more time into that. I especially looking at this new DLC as well. I, I I actually looked like I enjoyed that game. Do you know why? And it's poignant to mention it today. Because the vibe I got from it more than any other game was Fantasy Star Online. Yes, I remember you saying that to me when we were playing. You know, you meet up with a couple of people in the and... lobby area and then you mm-hmm. go through and you chase after... You know, I remember the, the enemies in Fantasy <clears throat> Star Online being like... I, I might be wrong and I'd love, the, I'd love for our fans to let us know, but I remember one of them being like a almost a yellow-downed chick. There were some yeah. very strange enemies, and then you battled through to a big boss at the end uh, in Fantasy Star. And every time that I played through, you know, with you or others on the Monster Hunter World, I just totally got that Fantasy Star vibe. It's a very good game. I, I think, think that's why it's reviewed so well. Yeah, 
I think with Monster Hunter as well, it's the it's the PV um, PVP. No, that is player versus player. I think it'd be PVE. Player versus everyone. So, or is that enemy? No, I think it is. I think it is. Uh, PVP is definitely your number one player. games news show. <laughs> number one for consumer advice. Up at the top of the show, Tom, you're advising people. And now we get further into it. Bam, up to the date. Cutting we're not stuff. that up to date with online gaming, are we? Sadly, no. we'll put that out there. But we're, we're trying to do as our research. This, and, as uh, this and... rather weak rope bridge of a feature, <laughs> bridging between <laughs> the new releases and the new shows, Tom, it's been a shaky journey. But so far, we're still alive, and I've got some booze in the hip flask. <laughs> yeah, so switching from that, like going around killing um, like AI controlled characters with yes. a friend. I think there is a big fan base for that, like ourselves, where we're not going to have those people come in and ruin our game because we're playing it how we want to play it. This brings us back to Rockstar Seamless Red Dead Redemption Online. Well, I was about to congratulate you. Let me just congratulate you there, Tom, because like a grade A, triple A celebrity, the kind of that opens... Brought the flaming bus going off the cliff back from the brink. Yes, you're the kind of guy that's... Probably opening a independent chemists in Margate. <laughs> Thank you very much. But you mentioned these co-op games where you play through with a buddy. Well, new listener to the show, they've announced themselves. They've crawled out and they've they've dared to put their hand up and be collected in the masses that is the unofficial controller listener base. Retrux Games. I really hope I pronounced that properly. It's he not retro, is it? Retro. It sounds French. But we're going to like him anyway, because we're all inclusive. I have many thoughts about co-op. A few games used to have online co-op in really fun and innovative ways, including Divinity Original Sin and Left 4 Dead, which is why I steered you back here, Tom. I think there's a lot more potential co-op stuff to be explored, and that could really be innovative rather than just more Battle Royale Deathmatch Online. As he so yeah. eloquently writes. Some good points about that? There. I think um, you, you and him are barking up the same tree there, Tom. Yeah, so I think you're always going to have a market for both. You're going to have people who want to play that competitive, aggressive, like Battle Royal, first-person shooter, um, PvP. Brought it back there. Um, but but going... the thing is, stop mentioning it because you still don't know what it means. It could be plant versus plant. <laughs> it could be people versus people. Pikachu versus Pikachu. It could be the people versus Larry Flint. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> That'd be PVL. PVLF. PVLF. <laughs> A new new uh, genre for the uh, online gaming. Whoa, whoa there. Let's... Uh, right, let's bring this back. We are, we're rambling again. We are. Uh, Tom, it's episode Left 10. For dead, Left for Dead. We um, believe in our own height. Yeah, Left for Dead, he mentions there. Uh, that is one of my 360 favourites. Uh, Very... For, Four-player co-op, um, sort of zombie survival, shoot first-person shooter. Great, great game. I'm hoping there was a sequel, and I'm hoping we might see a third one one day. But, I uh, think fingers you, crossed. Retrox Games and Sador Dono, I had a little flick on the Insta page earlier, and there seemed to be a continuum of the conversation. Those two got in a chat with each other about how much they really are looking forward to a Left 4 Dead sequel, mm-hmm. tricol, whatever you want to call it. So, um, Tom, what else have we got? Lest we not forget... The online, how can we not mention online without MMOs? Out there, they have millions of followers. World of Warcraft, 
Hold Massive. Massive. Life. Yes. And that new lot, lot sexy little kid on the block. Elder Scrolls with all its beauty and lore. Now this, Tom, is a great moment because long-time Stingray buyer, mm. but not always involved in the main feature. In fact, I don't think ever has before. I might be wrong, and please message in and remind us that Daddyzilla80 and uh, Devinzilla just got back from Taekwondo, Tom. Excellent. They're putting in the hours down on the mats in the Has village he hall. mastered the Red Dragon Rias punch, though? Well, we'll see what Sensei Rias has to say about that later on. Tom, Daddy Zilla, sorry about not getting back yesterday because he's been very busy fetching and carrying for Devin Zilla. My first memory of online gameplay was Ultima Online for the PC. The first time I sat down to play it, I was hooked. The next thing I know, it's the next morning, and, oh. I'm, and I'd not budged. I just immersed myself in the world of the game. Now today's online, I don't do too much of. To me, personal feeling of diving headfirst and really getting to know the people you're playing within a game is gone. To some, it might still be there, but nothing like back in the day. Again, further illustrating the points that we've made during this moment, and I think there's going to be a few more comments yeah. from the loyal listeners that illustrate this. It's a very... Now the mics have gone, no one seems to talk. It's all emoticons and dancing, Tom. Have we just lost the basic human form of communication again? We found it, then we lost it, and now we don't want to know about I it. I wonder whether it's seen as a bit old hat and people just want to get on and well, get, get killing. And... Have you ever seen someone when their mobile phone rings... They don't quite know what to do with it anymore, do they? That's like, a what's really this good point, feature? yeah. What's this noise? I don't want to talk to someone. Mm. It's your mum. I'll text her. Yeah. Well, she's ringing you. I'll text her. Yeah. It's like, you know, Mumsy might want to hear your voice. Mm. Poor Mumsy. Always looking good in the FPS and online world of MMOs, Tom. But let's not forget, every game, every single game seems to have an online element. Be it Motor racing, football, basketball, fighting games, strategy game, Lord of the Rings, Battle for Middle Earth. Thanks for putting that in there. No problem. The greatest console strategy game ever made. I think my point there is, I remember when games were coming out, and again, probably prior to this era, era, in all honesty, every single game you can imagine, even when it wasn't appropriate, Mm, i.e. Bioshock 2. Yeah. You need a multiplayer map. You need a, some sort of multiplayer functionality. It is similar to the recent little craze, probably not as big as online gaming, but like the Battle Royale mode shoved into so many games. Yeah, now. and and many games that are announced for breaking cover all of a sudden have got and a Battle Royale mode, mode yeah. you know, tacked on the back of it. Mm-hmm. It seems almost a given now. So maybe yeah. it's just a trend, but at the time it's one that really wore me down. You know, there's a lot of games that had it... F- there and you're like, why is that there? Well, I think we tried um, a few of the SmackDown games, didn't we? And they just the, the online was unplayable, laggy, yeah, and it, it was. You bad. could argue the connection, but it wasn't. It was notorious for being. But bad. that's a game, Tom. That although it didn't work properly, lends itself to multiplayer gaming. Yeah. I'm talking about the other end of the spectrum. Taking okay. The Last of Us and bolting on a multiplayer option. Yeah. It was a good game with the multiplayer. That one. It was a bad example for me to pick. But a good example but of a story player yeah. game that didn't Something, need multiplayer. Yeah. 
I mean, it was refreshing to see like God of War with when people said, "Oh, what else is going to be on?" It's like, no, that's a single player game. It it's this hours long, and that's what you're getting. I, I you're a creature of habit, Tom. Every week, Overwatch. I did the Lord of the Rings this week. Red Dead Redemption, God of War. I can't remember. I do own other games, but not many. You don't own any other games. Mainstream. Days gone. He's got that until he trades it for (laughs) whatever else he wants next. Uh, But let's not forget, Tom, amongst all these names, the immortal Grand Theft Auto and its contribution to online. Now, you've got a comment there from Radbash Gaming. Radbash Gaming says, he never really bothered that much with online until GTA... And so it's one specific kill with the marksman pistol on a guy flying a jet. Tom. I mean, that is a shot. That's eagle eyes, isn't it? That guy can see an ant dancing on a pinhead a mile away. He is brave star with eyes. Eyes of the... (laughs) Eyes of the eagle or... Or the hawk. As the moment that hooked him... Speed um, of the puma. (laughs) Puma. That's how it pronounced. It was. Go check it out, listeners. Uh, Sorry, getting back to Radbash Gaming's comment. Sorry, Um, Radbash Gaming. He uh, yeah, he was hooked on GTA Online and spent many hours on there. He does go on to mention that he misses the good old days of couch co-op, mentioning the glory days of GoldenEye. And although he thinks online's great, he wishes there was more couch co-op. Well, my friend, I must say Switch is really killing it for the couch co-op. Uh, he's still champion, champion of, of that, really. That machine it's, that was gathering dust a week ago, Tom? Yeah, that's some... when it gets broken out. It gets broken out to play couch co-op with everyone. Smash Bros, Mario Tennis, Mario Kart. Um, what else have we got on there? Mario Arms. Cooking. <laughs> Mario, Cook, Mario Cooking Mama. Um, <laughs> Luigi's Bike Ride. Um, these are made up now. Um, Link's Crossbow Training. Link's crossbow training. That, that's got to be made up. Splatoon. Yeah. I don't even think Splatoon. Splatoon is actually online only, that's I think. Right. Is it? Um, yeah. But no, it's got some uh, great uh, couch cult games, so um, maybe check that out. Well, anyway. Back to it, Tom. Yeah. And it's all map packs, new guns, exclusive locked platform content. Then as if the pillaging of our platform as gamers wasn't enough, the rise of the immortal loot box. Seemingly online gaming possession seems to go in the way of the loot box. And when you've bought the full price game, Tom, that hurts a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, it's a bit sort of pay to win and it's not really teaching people. Is this where we might mention as an example the Star Wars Battlefront debacle? Yeah, I think that's a definite... Time for a cool down. You've had two games, so unless you want to pay for a loot box, you've got to wait five hours, 40 minutes to have another go. Yeah, I mean, it's that was That was naughty, wasn't it? Yeah. I think they've been scolded you, for that Didn't you have that first... Um, when the first Battlefront launched, you had I did, that launch yeah. and you got a rather skinny-looking game? Yeah, because I, did, I, I wasn't going to pay £40 for the game and then £40 for a season pass, so I just got the bare-bones deal. And admittedly, like, it looks and sounds great and um, it didn't play too bad. Yeah, but two levels we'll for play, £60 is yeah. a bit brutal, isn't it? It was just a very cheap package, um, and again, I don't, I don't agree with sort of like saying people can buy their way to win. That should never be the case. No, um, if you're bad at games, get over it and just get better. Just be like me. Get good or Tom. We um, just start a podcast. Yeah, yeah, know? where we talk about them rather than play them. It'd be terrible um, in every single way of gaming. So um, yeah, and we've got a YouTube channel as well, so you can look at us being terrible as well. <laughs> um, 
yeah, the loot box thing, it's obviously been actually policed and governed now a bit more and Well, it's the, been it's been chased like a like a rat catcher. He's chasing the loot boxes out of town, isn't he? Yeah. The European Union's involved. He is. You know, get dog. out of the way. Let me have a little look at the loot boxes. They've got to be illegal, unless I can make money out of them, he says. Do you agree with this sort of thing that it's seen as gambling? I don't know about that. I think that if it's if it if you finish a level and you get a, a loot box or a, a pack of stickers to unlock, and it's as, <laughs> you know how it is, yeah. And it's a, it, and it's the medium of playing it. Like you finish an online match and you get a loot box, and it's a roll of the dice, and there's nothing you can do to f- to buy a better loot box. There's nothing you can do to further that loot box. It's just a random chance of like and it. I'd prefer it if the loot box, as we know it today, there wasn't anything in there other than sort of skins and customizables. I mean, you could make the comparison with it with like a lucky dip. Yeah, you could say with a imagine having your favourite TV series. It gets to the last half an hour and it goes to view this content by this special. I don't know Game of Thrones. Even better. Imagine, package. imagine if you if let's let's use this as an example. You bought that Star Wars Battlefront game. You got the original version with the two levels. Yeah. Imagine if you got the Game of Thrones box set, but you got the vanilla version because you didn't want to pay the extra. Yeah. So you basically got Game of Thrones like everybody else, but they couldn't afford to do the CGI in the vanilla version. <laughs> so it's all guys walking around with green sticks on their arms. Yeah. You get the same story, but instead of seeing Jon Snow ride a dragon, you just see him climb on the back of a couple of green guys and get a piggyback. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, yeah. It's, it, it wouldn't be acceptable, would it? So why should no. it be that way? I mean, mobile games are the worst. Well, we get, we, I mean, we get into it. The reason why gaming's gone this way is because, you know, in 1992, a SNES cart cost fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, this is now, a really good point. A game is thirty nine ninety nine, forty nine ninety nine. Pro rata, it's actually gone down in price, not up. Yeah, and yeah. and maybe now we know that a lot of games make lots of money, and yeah. they're a business. So every every year, one of the big execs in the suit's going to go down, put a gun to some creative artist's head in a development studio. They just wants to make beautiful things. In comes the guy in the suit, smashes a gun against his head, and said. You need to make me another million this week. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, loot box. What are we going to do? DLC, yeah. horse armor. It goes on. Mm. Yeah, I mean, w- would you rather have the option of of paying for some more DLC or loot boxes, well, Tom, or would you rather pay this uh, fifty pound more? Rather beautifully brings us to this, where we are now, the today, where free to play games. And now the most played format of online gaming. And the big head honchos in that format right now are Apex Legends and Fortnite. Hours of fun, legitimately, totally for free. You can see how it caught on. It's also pretty fun to play, as are all the Battle Royal games, Tom. They are fun to play, yeah, I mean, for the most part, and they're free. We had some fun with Fortnite, didn't we, when we it did. first came out? And we yeah. never felt inclined to like get those passes... Uh, Not at all. Although I did, you know, I did enjoy like rattling through it. Mainstream. 
That's uh, what they call me. This is your <laughs> mainstream Mick is your other alias down Cutting edge. And horses. Oh, so I'm the I'm the PSVR expert, the retro dude, and, and my new fact name Fact Checker. Fact Checker. I think See we should. Checker. I'm a little bit. I'm. I'm I've realised, Tom. We're saying the word fact too much. I think this is why Stingray's been on the low key. He probably so. thinks we're talking to the Federation Against <laughs> Copyright Theft, when in fact we're speaking truthfully, armed with all the details. We're As speaking always. with facts. But we're not speaking with facts. Mm. We're speaking with facts. But we're not speaking to facts. You're confusing me now. I just want Stingray to know that we wouldn't do that. We won't do that to him. At least not for the money I was offered. I want more. <laughs> <laughs> you want more? Yeah. Those pirate coppers in the back of his boot, they're worth more to me than what they offered me. Memories. If they'd thrown in a pot noodle, Bombay done bad deal. boy, it would have been a done deal. So, yeah, um, those sort of uh, free-to-play game, online games that are out, I Any others out really there? I mean, I've, a... I've pulled down the, the Man City and the Man United of the free-to-play online games, but there's like World of Tanks quite, and all yeah, those other ones, isn't there? I think there's quite a there? few um, MMOs. War, Warframe, and... is that a name? Yeah, yeah, that's that's quite cool, actually. Um, I da- played a couple of games of that on the Switch. Runs quite well on there as well, surprisingly, because it's quite sort of graphically okay. impressive. Yeah. Um, there's quite a lot of MMOs, isn't there? And uh, what's the other one? The um, name escapes me now. Well, there's those like Desti- Realm Royale. Yeah, there's and... those Destiny like ones as well, isn't there? Oh yeah. There's another game we're not mentioned. I mean, is that? I mean, that didn't work out so well. It was all the hype, 2014. But where is it now? It's a bit well, quiet. I've got a lot of friends who still play too. Um, well, I've just hey, alienated it's got its, it's 50% got its rip- of the show. Yes. Um, Sorry, loyal listeners. It's all right. I'm sure they're fine. They. they... You speak for them. I do, yes. Champion. Yeah. Champion of the uh, the Destiny 2 uh, fan club. Not only are you uh, chairman of the Destiny Trust 2 me, fan club... Trust me, I have done a raid on Destiny Your 2. Your company secretary of the Star Wars <laughs> Jar Jar Plush Preservation Society, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, any donations welcome for that. Wow. Um, yeah, I tried a raid on Destiny 2 with some friends and it was probably the most stressful gaming experience I've ever had. And I've completed really? some tough games. It was difficult. I finished Sekiro, you know. Just dropping that in there. I'm but yeah, s- I'm having to having to work together with sort of six people, all communicating, and it it was into, it was really good fun. But I've been it, intrigued by it. To be honest, I actually have I think got, you'd like it. I think I've got one or two for free because it came with. Um, I think it was two. Yeah, for free. It's part of. Um, didn't I get it on part of the online PlayStation? I think you online. did. Yes. And you can sort of bomb around on your little sparrow bike thing, and it's—I think that'd be right up your street. Tom, guess who's contacted the show? It's not him again, is it? Uh, it's not Chris McClum. Oh, it's Finster Gamer. <laughs> Just as good. Hello, Finster Gamer. Still loving the post. So this week he did. Uh, was it Sidekicks in Games? If you haven't checked that out, you must. Finster cool. Gamer, very uh, well articulate young man, and he—he he, he certainly puts his thoughts about games. Very well, and we've had What's the look. To say this week? Well, we've had the look of having some of his kind words land on our post. As much as I like online gaming, I miss the ability to play with friends, says Finster Gamer, as opposed to random random people you've met only once. My favourite memories of online gaming are playing four-player sc- split-screen Halo 
with friends against another four-player team. Tom, that sounds hectic, but very much fun. Yeah. Now, he goes on to say, I feel the rise of Battle Royale games and shared world games like Red Dead and The Division, etc. Online's becoming more lonely. Every man-for-himself environment rather than a team experience... I get that vibe online. That's how I um, feel when I'm online. I feel I very... Think if you've got a core group of friends that you play with, then you're okay. But if you, like, let's say you've got the division and you go out there and you're, like, searching for people to join your game. So you can... Do, like, the division is a, a, a multiplayer... I've, going back to Division 1 here, not the not the football league, but the Division 1. Um, the league of podcasts that we operate in. <laughs> Premiership, baby. Vauxhall Conference. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so the, the division, um, I spent like playing a lot of that single player and just trying to find people to do the missions with. And it does just feel like, I don't know, it's like playing with an AI character or something and just wandering off doing what they want. And, and especially when they're not mic'd no, up, you've got no idea what they're doing. Yeah, really. exactly. Um you don't like me talking about it, but the same can be said for for Overwatch. Oh god! Uh, <laughs> Give me strength. If you've got a team that can't communicate, get Mumsy. Um, you, Unofficial yeah, Overwatch podcast. It, it's game over, um, literally. So yeah, Finster Game is making some good points there. That that communication and and um, and working together of that team experience, it's it is important. Thing is though, Tom, we've talked about some big names here, but. Um, Every now and then, a novel game, a game, a novel game breaks the surface, doesn't it? Uh, such as Friday the Thirteenth. Have you played that? No. So I've heard this is like there's a game coming out where you play as the Predator and the other. Four it's made by are, those people. Yes, that's what drew, drew my attention to Friday the Thirteenth. Ah. So I'll maybe have a dabble with that before well, the Predator game. Guess what, Tom? Friday the 13th is an epic survival game based on the hit movie franchise. Red. Red Dragon Punch! Red <laughs> Dragon Rius got in touch through Tom's karate class down in the village. Sounds like Red Dragon Rius sensei down there has been showing taekwondo moves, not only to Tom, but De- <laughs> Devin Zilla. He does all martial arts. Um... And, um, and it's at this point that Tom's sensei, Red Dragon Rius, and he's, I've also learned how to pronounce the name as well. I did his, his basic skills and acceptance course. How right. to pronounce his name, basically. I failed it twice, but the third time. <laughs> third time lucky. I think he felt sorry for me because I called him Red Dragon Arias, but it's Red Dragon Arias. And Tom Sensei says this. There was this epic time where we all had the car parts ready to get away and this one guy panicked and dropped the battery. <laughs> we then all died. <laughs> I can, I've played that game and I can imagine the carnage because it's, it's very janky. It is. It's, it's yeah. a very... I'm surprised. I'm not surprised they've been given the green light to do the Predator game, but they certainly need some time to redefine. You know, if if PlayStation are going to get behind that in a state of play and trump it, you know, to to hype it up, they certainly need to put some. As fun as it is, there's times where the controls feel janky. Okay, you know, you get stuck on stuff when you're playing as is it Jason in Friday? I think he's the bad guy. He's Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Again, I might be completely wrong. So no, you are let right. us know. Um, sounds like you don't need to. Save your ink. Save your fingertips. So with it, with the sort of the mistake there made by uh, one of the guys who was playing with, it, it takes me back to um, playing GTA Five online uh, when the heist missions came out. And I really enjoyed those. I thought that's online gaming, how I like it. Okay. Working together in these missions. Um, 
building up the the groundwork towards the big heist. So I think there was, correct me if I'm wrong, five or six of them. Um, the first one was a two player, and the rest are all four player. Yeah. Final heist. We're all cruising along. The the mission's gone great. I think you do like a motorbike jump, and then you end up in a boat. But um, one of my, <laughs> one of my mates is there driving the boat, and then proceeds to like earth it onto a onto a rock bank on the side and we're stuck in like this purgatory uh situation of like we can't cancel the mission the mission isn't fair we're just all sat on a boat on a rock that's great <laughs> yeah but even so, those moments are great in, uh, yeah in i the think you're right it's like everyone having a bit of a squabble and you start laughing about it like, and it's like so, right this, we've got to do all that again this isn't awkward at all yeah all of us beached on a boat so like yeah, some of those uh, team experiences are, are just. Um, we need grateful. more of them, don't we? We well, do. Love it or hate it, Tom. We seem to be at an impasse for now. Where, as far as game is concerned, we seem to be locked in a bit of a two-step tango between battle royale, loot boxes, and another revisitation of the Call of Duty franchise. Yeah. But what's the immortal green screen sayings in the future? Online game streaming, loot boxes, more of, more free to play. <laughs> Or just good old experiences. Tom, let's take a minute Only to talk. Only time will tell, I let's suppose. Let's take a minute to talk about the future. Because we said we would. We would, yeah. Where is... Let's 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 reach out there and grab topic of conversation number one. Streaming consoles. Google got one coming out. That's the future yeah. of gaming, question mark, is it? I think so. Not for a few years yet. It's not going to be, but it will be. I just don't think physical... Um, games and and having to either, either download them. I, we've got to wait till people have solid internet connections, though. Everywhere we do for that. To and work. I don't think ultimately what they're doing is making the box under your telly cheaper. But I don't really think that's that a really making, good point. It's not making the graphics any better. Um, and again, what if you no. get the vanilla pack on Stadia, much like you did with your Games of Thrones experience? And, yeah, you know, you end up playing <clears throat> Pong. When the person who paid that little bit more is playing Virtual Tennis 5000. Yeah. And you feel bummed out. Mm-hmm. Google Stadia. I'm not sure. Um, It'd be interesting about... to see what they show of that. All loot boxes, Tom. Are we, um, are we seeing the death of those now they've been legalised or unlegalised or regulated? Are they kind yeah, of. I think they, they realise they've been caught I think out of those? I think they're going to be there for a while. Uh, they'll just regulate them more and. So they're not going to come up with a different name, Toot Box. And, you know, just <laughs> yeah, coming back under everything. another name like Stingray. Yeah, exactly. Um, that. Yeah, I think they're they're going to be around for a bit longer yet. And More free play is probably well certain that is, isn't it? But is it going to carry on being battle royale, or or how long before we see the next innovation crawl, crawl out of the cloud? Yeah, so I don't know. We, we've seen Nintendo enter the mobile Tom, phone market. Just help me out here because. Every week, people tune into the show for serious gaming news opinions. Tom, I, and the rest of everybody, we, we listen in every week for your unique take on the industry, that cutting-edge, white-hot perspective, right down there on the fine line, right at the point, the sharp end. Tom, I mean, there's internet gaming celebrities. They're like, we, we've, we've listened in. Tom. What's the next big free-to-play game? What's going to happen? What's it going to be? Um, an action-adventure game from mm, Square Enix. Listen, guys. Free-to-play. There it is. 
He speaks. He speaks with facts. <laughs> Only time will prove whether he's a visionary <laughs> or whether he's a Jack and Ori. Tell me. A Either story. which way, Tom. We've mentioned fact too many times this week, and Stingray. He's not quite ready to see us. But I'll tell you what he is ready to do. Through the medium of our fans, we're going to take a look in Listener's Stingray. Now, what I hear you say is Listener's Stingray. Well, over on Instagram or Twitter, they were about as popular over there as Infotigo. <laughs> but over on Instagram, we have quite a little conversation going. And all the loyal listeners, when they get a good pickle, they put a hashtag on the end, Stingray's Boot. And we read it out in the section, which is called Listener Stingray. We like to play act, you know, I'm only going to say it this one time, that Stingray actually goes around these people's houses and they buy things out of his boot. That's the idea we want to leave you with. The reality is they've picked these up in thrift shops, car boots, tabletop sales, you name it. Tom, first off, where the big man's been making house calls, He's made a very recent drop here. One hour ago, he uh, he um, he dropped off a uh, a piranha plant model, at, uh, and that's Bite My Pixel, who's uh, picked up the goods for that. Huh. Retro gamer Thomas is taking the opportunity to show all their uh, PS4 collection. Uh, Bite My Pixel, that's a very cool looking thing, that, isn't it? Yeah, it almost looks like it's made out of clay. <laughs> Oscat. <coughs> I know. I, I didn't that. know he was a fan of Monster Jam. But let me tell you, he is. He's only gone and got a signed copy of the PS2 classic Monster Jam from 2009. Well in, Oscat. Sharaban, once again, showing us his entire... Mario collection. Mario that collection. Is, the, is that the entire collection as well? Oh, Tom. I don't think there's much missing there. Let me go back one. I reckon that might be the, the complete set. Well, technically, should he not be trying to acquire a copy of um, Super Mario All-Stars plus Super Mario World one cart combined? I don't want to get geeky, but he could do with having that in his collection. You are a stickler for the rules. (laughs) Uh, Moving on, Oscat's got a few more pickups. He's got the orange box, which I always thought was a pretty good deal. He's gone and got himself a box copy of Fortnite, (laughs) sneaky little dog. Oh, really? I didn't even know that was a thing. Well, if it's the real one, then it's... It was going for quite a lot. Or has it been photocopied uh, by the local library, do we think? I, I don't know. I mean, are you saying the local library are doing all Stingray uh, covers? Tracy work? does down at our local one. She does most of Stingray's covers. Oh, we best not mention that too much, though. But one of those moments when facts are listening in, you've not only implicated the Sting, you've implicated the. I mean, that's his, his wife, his, technically, Trace yeah. Ray. Trace Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, listeners, I'm sorry. Big Trace Ray. Big uh, Trace Ray. She's yeah. taken Wayne under her wing as well. She's a good woman. She is. You know? Always, she she will take in... Always little, offering free photocopies. She will take in the illegitimate byproduct of the little person in the village and Stingray. She loves Stingray so much, she'll take in Wayne. Good girl. Trace. Trace top, Ray. Top bird. Top <laughs> thank goodness we've lost most of the listeners by this point of the show because they've all got attention deficit disorder it's basically uh, me and you talking to each other Sharaban uh, chucking in the Wolfenstein collection there 
on uh, PS4. Drag yourself down to Bite My Pixel. He's got a copy of uh, Turok, Seek and Destroy, Watch Dogs, Juice 2, Flashpoint, Dead Island Skate. Quite a lot of stuff there. Oh, he's also been down the boot sales. He's picked himself up a Famiclone, which is a clone of a Famicom. Tom's favourite cooking mammoth 3. <laughs> Maths training, and that's a fact, by the way. You can take that to the bank, listeners. Zookeeper, Dinner Dash, and some PSP titles. Uh, the rather terrible Gangs of London, which is a, a terrible copy of The Getaway. If you're a fan, please give me some idea of what fun I can find within that, because I've tried and failed. SSX uh, and MTX. Uh, Sharaban, he's piped up with his Rogue Leader trilogy. Uh, Great games. Retro Visions. I'm so happy he's done this. He's posted up a copy of an old CRT, Texas Instrument Monitor. Nothing Get makes that. me happier than seeing these eclectic things. I've seen one of them down the bottom of the, the basement. On the lowest floor. Do you reckon it's... Tom, you talk out the side of your face. You've never been to the lowest floor, no one has. Well, you told me a story once you did and, and then got a bit scared. Well, I don't <coughs> want to talk about it. Give me okay. PTSD. <laughs> Right, listen, this is one of the most amazing situations ever to happen. Stuck in the past lane, new follower of the show. He's only gone and got himself an unofficial official controller. Now that is A Dreamcast Mad Cats crystal red controller. We worship at the Temple of Mad Cats here at um, unofficial controller. Well, in that reason, then we, we, (laughs) we pray to the, the altar that is stuck in the past lane over on Instagram. Uh, Retro Gamer Thomas, he's gone and got himself a couple of UMD movies. Now, you're talking to a man that loves a UMD movie. And a couple of PS Vita titles, uh, Virtua Tennis and Football Manager. IA Retro Gamer Dad has been lucky enough to pick up Mario Kart on the Wii, Resident Evil 4 on the Wii. In fact, let's save our breath. These are all Wii titles. Uh, Pikmin, Mario Brothers Wii and uh, Harvest Moon. Some very good pickups. We've got the Barber Who Games. Ooh. He's got a selection ooh, of different ooh, titles ooh. here. PS3 Driver, um, PS2 Driver Parallel Lines, Silent Tom, Hill 2. Let me tell you one thing. The Barber Who Games might cut hair, but where his collection's concerned, he doesn't cut corners. Classy. <laughs> <laughs> like a Lionel Richie smooth operator. Very much so is that Barber Who Games. Uh, Generation Collector, or Generation Underscore Collector. He's got himself a uh, a white PS4 controller. Other colours are available. Mm-hmm. He's got Jedi Knight 2 on the GameCube, which um, I, I really forgot about that. I never had him a collection, but always wanted. Uh, uh, Sonic yes. 1 and 2 yeah, on the Mega yeah. Drive. Uh, Shovel Knight physical copy on the PS4. Nice. And GoldenEye Rogue Agent. Uh, some good pickups there. Well, I think maybe one last one here for Daddy Zilla. Copy of Scooby Doo. He says that him and his wife. Now, this makes sense now. You know, we know about Daddy Zilla. Mm-hmm. Daddy Zilla 80 on Instagram. We know about Devin Zilla. They're his child. Yeah. Guess what his wife's called? Mommy Zilla. Deborah Zilla? No, not Deborah. <laughs> No, she owns a kebab shop down the bottom end of the village. Oh, yeah, The dodgy one that you we shouldn't go to, but we do, and then we spend the whole next day being rather poorly. <laughs> uh, no, 
Daddy Zilla's wife isn't Deborah Zilla, although if your name is Deborah, I apologise. Her online tag is MommyZilla83. Uh, I mean, eventually we'll check her page out, but it's nice. We've got the whole... Zilla is, crew. We've got the whole Zilla family. This is a big first for the Unofficial Controller podcast. Every single member of the Zilla family is and listening. Because we're PG, they can all listen. Guys, if you're listening and you think, oh my goodness, yes, my kids would love this. They love inane nonsense. They seem to spend all their day on YouTube watching clips of people be ridiculous. Give them an hour and something of it, you know? Give them that premium AAA material. So, copy of Scooby-Doo, Rock Band, Tetris Worlds for the PC, but that box looks awesome. And then if you scroll down a little bit further, he's got what looks like a, a NES cart cleaner, or a NES cleaner, uh, a copy of... Flying Dragon, The Secret Scroll. That's guaranteed to be probably a really terrible NES game. Uh, Earthworm Jim on the Game Boy, if my eyes don't deceive me, and they probably do. Uh, what else they got, Tom? The Martians. Was that the Buggly Martians? Do you remember those? Yeah, I do briefly. Vaguely. Yeah. Maybe something the bigger boys had or not. Well, something know. that's caught my eye is um, Ozcat.tv. Uh, His... Um, physical copy of Hollow Knight on the Switch, and that's his 99th physical Switch title in his collection. Do you know, last week and I that's said... A, that's one of my favourite Switch games. Maybe you uh, well, should, it's uh, not Switch exclusive, but it's... Uh, maybe you should pony up, Tom. Yeah. I said it last week. Everyone's got three mortgages these days. <laughs> Oscat's got five. Tom, listen in. After all the controversy last week down at, uh, at Butlins in Cleethorpes, Stingray's been playing it a little bit cool. He's been staying in the village. He's been spending some quality time with Trace and Wayne. And uh, this week, they've just been enjoying the back garden, having some barbecues. But Tom... He is a family man, after all. He is a family man. But the school holidays are over. This is his last week of freedom. Next week, he's back on the road. And I think this week... It's very obvious. He's not been applying his usual fastidious level of detail to fill in his boot. So with that, Tom, he roars up the drive. Listen as those wheels flick the stones at the back of those very cheaply priced flaps. He swings round to a to a halt. Yeah, gets out the door. The springs give a little squeak. That bang. Tom, it's time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot. What's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of Battle for Endor this week? These are the new release highlights for the week 3rd of June to June 9th, 2019. Listeners, these are out on digital or physical, or will be, by the time this podcast is in your feed, but could be region-dependent. Tom, I ask you a question before we waltz over to the mighty Ray. Don't look him in the eye. No skin-on-skin contact. We know the rules. We do. Approach at a 45-degree angle. <laughs> looking at a 60-degree angle while holding a stick. I've still got all that written on my arm because... Well, you've got worry. it tattooed. Cause, yeah. you know, then you approach the ray. That's how you intercept an angry stingray. I get distracted. What I meant to say is, I think there's a little bit more charm to me, you, and the podcast. When I stumbled over the stingray intro every single week, now it falls out too slick. I think we need to ramp it back to average. And quickly. 
before we lose any more listeners. I'll make up for it with some of these uh, readings of the new releases. Don't oh, worry. Tom, move <coughs> out the way. We've had the Trevor Gate. Oh, the <laughs> the purple eye hole monster. <laughs> uh, Mumsy actually thought you were being vulgar and was gonna was gonna ground Wash you. Wash my mouth out. Yeah, I, I talked her out of it. Thank you, Tom. I'll take the first one if you want. No, hang on a minute. What's that next to? Yeah, that VHS. Coronation Street's Jack and Vera's Om- finest Omnibus. moments. Yeah. Can't wait to watch that. It's going to be a belter. Put that to one side. What's that other thing you've got there? We've got Patoon's Party. Ooh. PS4 out June 3rd. Ready for a great adventure? The Patoons need your help to face the evil Kitra. Kitra wants to conquer the island of Chimera and steal the Patoon's magic to control their world. Petoons Party is a party game full of fun mini-games to enjoy with family and friends. You can't say we don't cover PG games, because that sounds like a Saturday morning for the children game. No, Tom, that's a rather edgy anime game. Is it? 18+. plus. <laughs> the Elder Scrolls Online elsewhere. Gore and violence throughout. The Elder Scrolls Online elsewhere. PC, PS4, Xbox, tune forth. Dragons return to Tamriel in Elder Scrolls Online elsewhere, part of the season of the Dragon year-long adventure. Explore sun-blessed savannas and canyons, defend the Khajiiti homeland, and command the merciless undead with a necromancer class in this all-new chapter of the Elder Scrolls Online saga. Tom, have you got a mummy mummy this week? I have, I've, I've just spotted it. Desperately, he's pulled one out of the bag. I, t- I, I, I don't know. There's actually a game on this list that I'm very excited about and I'm I'm very upset that we haven't got a machine capable of running it because it's almost like the game that we always wanted. Uh, Can you take the next one, please? Because I will be doing my... Kotodama, The Seven Mysteries of the Fujisawa. I can understand why you were scared, but my fluent Japanese just <laughs> rode me through like a dinghy on the toughest <laughs> wave. Go, ghost of Toshima. Toshiba Tuba. Toshiba Tuba. Um, so... Kotodama, The Seven Mysteries of the Fujisawa. This is out in the US, Tom. And now this is an edgy anime game based in a school. It's out on PC, PS4 and Switch June 4th. Welcome to the Fujisawa Academy, an educational institution where nothing is as it seems and every pupil hides a dark secret. Having made a pact with a demon fox and bestowing you with the power to see the truth behind the lies, you must uncover the sinister truths behind the seemingly normal facade. Tom, making a pact with a demon fox is what we do on a weekly basis when we dip into Stingray's boot. Uh, <laughs> I had to look into that Kotodama earlier. It's one of those very strange sort of text screen adventures that's got yeah. a puzzle game tacked on the side of it, based in the Japanese school, uh, and said students are in varying states of undress. You already know what kind of game it is. If you're in America and you're into that, you can download it. It's not my cup of tea. No, uh, nor for me. Uh, but moving on, this is my uh, mummy, mummy. Please, my. I this. knew you'd pick this after after a, sort of a weekend of playing uh, miniatures with uh, Wayne. Wayne uh, Ray does Wayne, Wayne miniature Ray. gaming, Wayne, battle tabletop gaming. He does, does he? yeah. And I can't he, believe Sting lets him get away with that. Yeah, he actually had a copy of this early because obviously Ray's got it for him. Um, <laughs> War, Warhammer Chaos Bane, PC, PS4 and Xbox, and it's out on June 4th. But oh, if you know the right guy, you can get it a bit before. 
In a world you ravaged can. by war and dominated by magic, you must rise up to face the Chaos Hordes, playing solo or with up to four players in local or online co-op. Choose a hero from four character classes and prepare for epic battles, wielding some of the most powerful artefacts of the old world. Tom, this is my mummy mummy. I've done the research, okay? I've not okay, just gone through and picked a title that sounds cool. This is Hell Let Loose on the PC June 6th. Hell Let Loose is a realistic World War II first-person shooter with open battles of 100 players with infantry, tanks, artillery and a dynamically shifting front line. A unique resource-based strategic metagame this is World War Two at a scale you've never played before. Now I look at you. That reads like, and you're biting your finger. You're almost looking at me in a seductive, provocative way, <laughs> Tom. That's my mummy, mummy. You. That's chose a great choice. That other one. That game sounds like the game. Maybe we always... should get the green screen, a graphics card this week. And well, maybe if we weren't rendering all the YouTube videos up for the channel, it might be able to run Hell Let Loose. Unfortunately, though. For the listeners, we're rendering YouTube. Tom, what are you picking out next? Uh, we've got put that down. Pick out something else. It's Hugh on the Switch. God damn it! Uh, June sixth. You were meant to pull out an averagely known film or TV series. Well, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. Okay. Next one. Promise. Promise. Have okay. we got the Have we got the money for it though? Can we, we can't have a, a film and a game each. Mum says. Right, see, let's make a compromise then. Why don't we get Birds of a Feather starring Linda Robson and Pauline Quirk? She'll like that, won't she? The complete series. Whoa. Combining BBC and the ITV. The like, full that is a time sink. Birds of a Feather. You're right, it is. Hugh on the Switch, June Of course, because we're a gaming news show, Tom. Tell me about Hugh. <laughs> Hugh is a vibrant, award winning puzzle adventure where you alter the world by changing its background colour. Includes full colourblind support. That's cool. Um, Is that just where everything's grey and you just can't not win? Yeah, maybe so. Uh, using symbols as a colour... No offence to our colourblind listeners. There sorry. are a few. And, and the developers a few. Yeah. I'm sorry. Good. And Tom, I'm sorry to you as well. They're not going to sponsor us next week, are they, if we carry on like this? Amish. Amish are very forgivable people, mate. They're gonna, yeah. you know, if we asked yeah. him, if we asked Irvin again, when he's fixing the hole on the roof, he might, he might chuck us another sponsorship deal. Yeah, these guys who make you no, no cigar. You would have to do some full kind of Japanese samurai on the knees, begging. Have I just woken up? Like, where am I? You just let me carry on. Don't okay. worry about it. In Hue, you explore a dangerous grey land unearthing colour fragments on a journey to find your missing mother. An obstacle match, As obstacles match the background, they disappear, creating new and exciting puzzles. Full of peril, mystery and colours unseen. That sounds... Um, very strange. Very grey, <laughs> doesn't it? Another puzzle game for the Switch. Um, what have we got next? What's left? There's only a couple of things kicking around the bottom of the boot next to the wet wipes, Tom. Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Stale 2. Stale? <laughs> Steel. Two. There it was. On the pit, there it was. You've redeemed yourself. I've done it. Mediocrity achieved. June 7th. Civil war has broken out across Erebonia. 
After this narrow escape from Trista, Reen will take up his sword again on a journey with his divine knight, Valimar, in search of his friends from Class 7, away to the end of the conflict before its price becomes far too dear. Tom, take us to the bridge with a final pick from Stingray's boot. But before you do, you need to pick a random film. I can see a a very bad artwork box copy. It's been photocopied by um, Tracy again. But what is it? It is Flight of the Navigator. That's an absolute belter. Shall we have that? No. Because you know what? What if we got Birds of Feather and Flight of the Navigator? Yeah, I know. We're getting Birds of Feathers are given because Mumsy wants it. Look under Flight of the Navigator, Tom. Inner space. Inner space. Might be a bit of a bigger boy film. Flight of the Navigator's not aged that well. Is it not? Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. I think quite an exciting film. Can we have that? Okay. We'll get that. Yes. Yes. But before we take that, we've uh, got one last new release. Octopath Traveller on the PC, June 7th. Eight travellers, eight adventures, eight roles to play. Embark on an epic journey across the vast and wondrous world of Ostera and discover the captivating stories of each of the eight travellers. They're very disappointed with Stingray's boot this week. Not great. Not great at all. If it wasn't for the home videos that we were taking home, yeah, we'd I'd be tell disappointed. Stingray not to come again. Cool. Uh, Tom, <laughs> as always, start the show. What you've been playing? News. Swiftly moving into the feature, forgettable as it was, as it was every <laughs> week. And then we arrive at the new release releases, releases, aka Stingray's boot. Tom, maybe we should call them Ray leases. I don't know. I'm tired. I'm confused. Ray Leases. Call them what you want. Ray Leases. Do you know what? I've, it's just dropped. It's just dropped. Listeners, calculate from the moment he said Ray Leases <laughs> to the moment I understood what he meant. And you've I got think my, you could write a small novel. You've got time. my average brain computational time. <laughs> That's measured in minutes, not seconds. Yes. Uh, and we get through the Ray Leases, as you call them. And we then arrive... At the section of the show called What Are You Hoping to Play? What are you hoping to play? More Blood and Truth. Ah. How many and, hours do you think you've got left in that? Oh, probably another six to eight, I think. Oh, really? I thought yeah, it was a short no, experience. No, I think it's a big game. I think it's, well, you know, one would argue in the modern world that is quite a short experience. I think for a VR game, that's great. Yeah, I don't know quite how it's going to happen. Will it end up being EastEnders Christmas special or I think more? probably. Um, no, it will Ross be Ross Kempong Gangs. It's definitely not Ross Kempong Gangs already. <laughs> it's Christmas special for EastEnders. If it is as long as I think it is, I think it's going to be running out of pace towards the end. It's going to be very <laughs> much like you've seen this and done this. Right, okay. Um, yeah. Hopefully they pull something, a sidewinder or two out of the bag to keep me interested. Um, very, maybe vary it up a little bit. Like I say, yeah. hopefully want to come back with a full review. Want to try and do a little bit more Days Gone. I think finishing it's beyond you, me in the time that I've got this you weekend. You need to finish that. All right, it'll, Chief. You'll yeah, get there. Yeah, all right. Where are you at on that, by the way? Oh, where I told you I was last time. Oh, with um, Iron Just, Mike. Yeah, I think I've done a bit face. more tidy. I think I've done a bit more tidying up since. Yeah. You know, loose ends, missions and stuff, mm-hmm. but nothing too serious. Uh, what about your good self? Um, I'm going to be keeping an eye to see... Speaking of Days Gone, I think there's some DLC... 
coming for that. Yes, um, I was excited to see that. We've not really had any official survivor mode is. as well, where you, I think you can only get hit one time. Oh, that would be cool. Very cool, and it can Maybe be especially I, against the hordes. Yeah, and I do believe it can be played in a new plus mode. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that materials are harder to come by. And, yeah. and all the other stuff. I think I, I'm wondering whether they mean like literally one tap from a zombie. I think I think you got your life bar. Oh, uh, right, okay. But, you know, often in that game... Oh, as in, like, when you when your uh, life bar's fully gone, you're gone. You know, when the thing. screen goes black and it does, like, yeah. The Last of Us all, like, sort of scrabble and killing. Yeah, I do. I think those modes are quite cool. Obviously, in a new game plus mode, I don't want to kind of play it from the start every, like, every time I die because you, so it might be a real story-driven game and you're really getting into yeah, it and then you're back I to think the start you, again. You've so. got to know that you're in your A game when you want to do that sort of game. But... That's that links me quite well into Hellblade, uh, which I'll hopefully be playing more of. But I believe that is permadeath as well. Oh, from the get go. Oh, it just said at the start when when uh, the darkness consumes you fully and you die, it's back to the start. That's what I believe from the from the uh, like the little blurb of right in that pops. Well, up. Tom, I might be wrong. Much but. like the darkness fully consumes Hellblade's sensuous sacrifice. The darkness fully consumes the unofficial controller podcast. That's all we've got time for this week, listeners. As always, thank you for your time, and we look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming, and remember there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it that counts. See you, Tom. See you, man. 